On this episode of Your Asian Best Friends, we talk Grammy nominations, which include a shocking number of Asian artists. We also talk about the latest controversy surrounding P.T. Anderson's licorice pizza. And I give my hot holiday takes. I'm Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And we're your Asian best friends. <laughs> Guess what I did? What'd you do? I watched Squid Game. You haven't watched it yet, man? Yeah, remember? Because you watched it. You watched it late. Yeah. And then you were You like, watched it way later. I told you to watch it for the show. I said, Taylor, watch Squid Game for the show. And then I didn't actually end up watching it. That <laughs> That's right. It felt yeah. like one of our high school projects. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he did all the work. He did all the work. I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'll oh, do it. I'll do it later. I'll do it. <laughs> do date, schmoo date. Man. Man, that's a good show. Yeah, it's a you, good what, show. What's your what's your take? Oh, my take. Yeah, what's your take? Is, what's my take? Uh, yeah, lived up to the hype. Uh, I couldn't imagine that it wouldn't, seeing as right. how universally um, popular it was, eminently popular, and yeah, from Jump, I knew the show was going to be good. Yeah, from the introduction of that character. The guy, yeah, I just knew it, man. This is like Breaking Bad vibes, you know. This is some character <clears throat> yeah. work right here. Yeah, definitely. And like similar to Breaking Bad, there's so much humanity in this, like, absolutely insane circumstance, you know. So it's you're able to relate to these characters on a level that you might not think you would be going into it, which is probably a big part of its success. I think, yeah, I think a lot of us live uh relatively comfortable lives particularly in comparison to the characters in this show yeah but we all whether we want to acknowledge it or not we have something in us a place inside of ourselves that comes from that animalistic sense of desperation the fight or flight definitely what would you do really if, if you know if you had uh nothing to lose and you're just fighting for survival or how greedy are you actually yeah when um when your loved ones are on the line or involved uh fascinating ideas what did you think of the show cuz we never actually heard on the show what you thought yeah i loved it i mean i think i think a big part of it is that desperation and in some ways I could relate really easily to that desperation, especially around um, money. Like though I'm really comfortable now where I came from was a very uncomfortable spot. Like, right. And understanding that like money does actually buy happiness <laughs> if you're dead ass broke and you're anxious about how you're going to make rent how you're gonna eat how you're gonna do all these things i mean if i wasn't in the food industry um and i didn't have access to like food like literal food there had been times where i would have been completely hungry um also if i wasn't in the food industry 
I would have made more money. So there was like this, right. you know, but I think, uh, yeah, I think the show itself captured that desperation um, really well. And I hope that it helped humanize that um, desperation in a way that's more, even it's, even though there's like this crazy game that they're playing, there's re- very real motivations behind it. And those right. motivations are so tangible and relatable in the way they present themselves. Yeah. The way they were able to create empathy for these people who are scumbags. Yeah. In a sense. I mean, really like these are murderers and, you know, uh, people who have done terrible things and are willing to do terrible things. But by the end of the show, we're at the very least able to understand them. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of that show and a lot of good dramas, right? Uh, long form storytelling is that you're able to, and even short form, like, you know, like the classic is uh, Norman Bates, mm-hmm. literally a murderer, a psychopath, but there's that, um, I forget where this insight came from. I think it was some film critic or some filmmaker, but uh, there's a moment in Psycho where the, he drives the car into the swamp or the lake. Mm-hmm. And there's the body in in the trunk and it's slowly sinking. And Norman is just watching in suspense for this car to com- sink completely to hide the evidence that he killed this girl. And then it stops sinking. Uh-huh. We should not care right. <laughs> that it stops sinking. We should right. hope that he gets caught and, and whatever. But the, Hitchcock did such a good job of uh, actually putting us in Norman's shoes. Definitely. And that's kind of the beauty of, of film um, and storytelling. But anyway, Squid Game. Fantastic. Season <laughs> two coming, too. Is it really? Yeah, they're in the conceptualization phase. Yeah, they definitely set it up at the end for another season. So, you know, it made a shit ton of money. So it's not a surprise that they're going to um, renew it for another season. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. I'm glad I finally did my homework. And watch Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't watch Squid Game till now. <laughs> yeah, literally nobody's talking about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we're it, restarting the conversation. <laughs> it was inescapable, like the biggest news in the world. It was like the biggest show on Netflix of all time. One of the yeah. biggest shows ever is Asian, right. and I was like, huh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I had the same. <laughs> I had the same initial reaction until you told me to go watch it. Um, I remember I turned it on. I was like, man, I don't feel like reading subtitles right now. <laughs> I'm too tired. I'm too tired to read right now. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fantastic series. Yeah, man. Glad I finally watched it. Um, another thing I wanted to mention that is kind of not old news. I mean, it's still pertinent, at least to me, but we didn't, I didn't talk about it last time, regrettably. It was the passing of Virgil Abloh. I have to mention this. Yeah. He's uh, such uh, an influential figure in streetwear and hip hop culture and fashion in general and black culture, you know. Um, I think black excellence is important to yeah. spotlight and celebrate. And he was excellent at what yeah. he did. Virgil Abloh, um, designer, uh, founder of Off White, the streetwear brand, 
a high-end streetwear brand, and then subsequently became the creative director at Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. um, bef- prior to him passing uh, unceremoniously right. uh, just a few weeks ago. The reason uh, Virgil means so much to me is because, much like a David Chang, he's a disruptor. He mm. disrupted everything. Mm-hmm. He relished the opportunity to show people things that made them uncomfortable and say things that made people uncomfortable with his footwear and his clothing and his runway shows. And he was rewarded by getting that position at Louis Vuitton. Um, he, he was an old friend of uh, Kanye West mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago. Him, Kanye, Don C., Jerry Lorenzo came a little later, but he was part of that crew as well. And I think those those guys are so important to to yeah. uh, the progress of hip hop culture and black culture. And so it was really sad for me to see him pass. Yeah, and a disruptor and a person of color. That's really hard to do both those things, you know. He took over the world, man. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as deep into the um streetwear world as you are but even as an outsider you can feel his influence everywhere so it was it was a huge loss and i think he felt it um or he saw it through the outpouring of love for him in the days that passed after his passing yeah yeah i'm i'm really uh i'm just really sad man like he had a lot to say and uh he, um, what I really love about off his work, like with Off White and his collaborations with Nike, and I guess to a certain extent, his Louis Vuitton stuff, I didn't really see much. I surprise, surprise, I don't buy Louis Vuitton, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude. You're in a Louis Vuitton tracksuit right now, don't lie to our listeners. Hey, hey, it was a gift, it was a Christmas gift. It's one of our sponsors, <laughs> yeah, LV, LV, one of our, fr- our friends over at LV. <laughs> what a terrible idea for a <laughs> to, to sponsor a podcast, sponsor a non-visual medium with your fashion brand. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Louis Vuitton. If you could only see this tracksuit. It's back. What's back? You know what's back. <laughs> Taylor's takes holiday edition. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, we kind of had an impromptu Taylor's takes last episode. I mean, this, this whole podcast is a giant Taylor's <laughs> take. <laughs> it's inescapable. But this this is the branded version. Yes. It's a theme. <laughs> yeah. It's a themed version. Yeah. Um, it's a Christmas theme. Oh, nice. So I'm going to run some Christmas topics by you. See what you think of them. Sounds good. First of all, before we begin, are you a fan of Christmas? Do you like Christmas? Yeah, I love Christmas. Me too. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I grew up in a household that always went all out on christmas and my grandpa who wasn't you know he wasn't religious in any sense but 
he loved Christmas and I have all his ornaments on my tree right now. Oh, that's um, cool, man. And I think he instilled a love of the holiday spirit early on with me. And you know, what kid doesn't love Christmas? Well, there's the alley-oop. <laughs> there's the alley-oop. You read my mind. Yeah. First off, fake Christmas trees. Oh, I got one. Me too. <laughs> I guess that says everything. Yeah, I got one uh, for the first time in my life uh, this year. And I will say that when my mom bought a fake Christmas tree, I think I was a teenager. Um. I gave her so much shit for it. You didn't like it? No, I was like, what is this? This isn't the Christmas spirit. We're supposed to go to the tree lot and cut down our own tree and bring it home. <laughs> but let me tell you, once you're old and have to figure out like when to get rid of your <laughs> Christmas tree and have to water that fucking it shit to stink. and it starts to stink and like the petals are everywhere or the, the you know, the, the needles, the need pine needles are everywhere. Dude, fuck that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's the worst. And now that I have my Christmas tree, it's great. How good are fake Christmas trees, dude? They're the best. I mean, my oldest son was like, this is the best tree we've gotten yet. And they look like, great. I was like, well, you're going to see it again next year, buddy. Next up. All right. Christmas music. Oh, I like Christmas music too. Well, this you do. I wasn't a- <laughs> expecting you to say that. <laughs> a, this is going to be a easy. Uh, this wow. is going to be a Taylor's Happy Holiday takes. Well, still takes. <laughs> still takes. Maybe not as hot. No, I love. I love Christmas music, man. I mean, there's even. I I tend towards the the older stuff, but like uh, Casey Musgraves has a fantastic. It's a good album. Christmas man. album. Um, Soul Christmas is like a classic. Uh, uh, Christmas compilation with uh, Otis Redding, and they also have the classic X-rated Backdoor Santa, just like oh my the god. opening track. Oh my god! The opening track of this family Christmas album <laughs> is Backdoor Santa. <laughs> I gotta it's listen like, to that. They're not trying to hide it. It's not like number 12 or number 13. It's like the opener. That's so funny. Before Otis Redding, call me back to Santa. <laughs> oh, shit. And shit. I like it when they call me that. <laughs> <laughs> I Okay, I like, I think it's by the Eagles. The Eagles. Which is a band I really don't care for. <laughs> yeah, I, was not, I was not expecting this. I don't like the Eagles. <laughs> or I shouldn't say that. I The songs I've heard of the Eagles, I yeah. think are so... like that. I'm not even going to say the name of the song, but you know the song I'm talking about. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the most overrated shits ever. It's also very hated. Is it hated? I have, like, friends... Well, you know, also hate the that, Big Lebowski ruined that song for a lot of people. I'm tripping. What what happened with the the whole movie? Like, there's a couple times in the movie where um where Big Lebowski's like, I fucking hate the Eagles. I fucking hate this song. That's so it's Hotel California. Whoa! I don't even. I haven't seen that movie in so long. So good. He's in the 
back of the cop. He's in because it's like oh, after the scene. Oh yeah, and he's now like, I fucking hate this song. He's ringing a bell. The cop car. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that just <clears throat> unleashed a wave of hate. Um, it was one of those things where everyone jumped on board. Oh, it was like a bandwagon. Yeah, it's a bandwagon. I hate the Eagles. I hate Hotel California. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I hate that song too. I hate the Eagles. I hate everything they stand for. What is anyway? That's another. I, I brought up the Eagles because one song I do like of theirs. I forget. I think it's called like Blue Christmas or something. Um, it's in Home Alone, I believe. Mm-hmm. Bells will be ringing. Sad, sad news. Well, that's a good one. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. a good song. I like that. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs, but it's by this band that I don't like. I mean, they probably stole it from some black guy anyways. I bet it was written for like by a black artist yeah. for mm-hmm. a black artist. Yeah. How about uh, the Mariah Carey song? Yeah, that's fucking great, that's man. That's a great song. Yeah, it's great. Mariah herself is great. Even though she's wackadoo, she's awesome. Amazing artist. Like, generational artist, Mariah yeah, Carey. she's fantastic. I love her. That album, uh, Daydream, mm-hmm. I think it was like 95, 94. Oh, so good. I listened to that thing back to back so many times. You can still listen to it. It's still yeah? good. Yeah. It's still good. If you want to see a train wreck, you should watch her latest Christmas special. No, oh, she had a Christmas special. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. It's terrible. Oh, boy. I loved it. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more takes. All right. Eggnog. Eggnog's also good. <laughs> I have some in my I have some in my fridge right now. I man. love eggnog. It's good. We're supposed to be like crappy. <laughs> what what happens? <laughs> um, but I'm happy for us. Me too, man. It's I'm the happy holiday for spirit. Us. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah, you know we're growing up. Uh, I've got some news for you, bud. What's the news? Okay. Good news? It's kind of, it's kind of bad news. Hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. Yeah. That should be out by the time you guys hear this. Licorice Pizza, starring Alana Hyam of the wonderful band Hyam. Oh, no shit, really? And starring Cooper Hoffman. Son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. No shit. In his first acting role. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. Uh, Those two, um, these kids who've never acted professionally before, um, starring in this incredible movie. I I, I loved it. Um, I I recommend it, but there's controversy surrounding this movie. So, John Michael Higgins is in the movie, and... He plays this character who's a restaurant owner. He's mm-hmm. a restaurateur. And his partner is a ja- is Japanese. Uh-huh. And she's from Japan. She doesn't speak English. Yeah. I believe it is Japan. And in the movie, uh, without spoiling anything, he speaks to her. He addresses her in an incredibly racist accent. That's what he does to address his wife. Yeah, in this movie, and they own a Japanese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So the controversy is that a lot of Asian people and people in general find this character's treatment of his partner to be incredibly offensive. And just the fact that he does this accent at all. Um, I'm not going to do the accent, but you guys know this accent. What does the- it sound like? What does it sound like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll just, that's it. That's all you get. But it's that accent. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he does this several times throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And people are outraged. Uh, there were people trying to boycott the movie because of this character and the way he is um, addressing his Asian wife. So I'll share with you my reaction. You have, Taylor hasn't seen the film yet. Mm-hmm. I laughed so hard <laughs> when I when I heard him do this accent because okay, like yes in. Real life, if you saw somebody speaking that way to their Asian wife, I would be offended. Clearly. I would probably say something, actually. Because that's, it's ridiculous, you know? Terrible. But this movie is set, I believe, in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, that's not even, and that's, okay, that's one thing. But I think the more pertinent fact is John Michael Higgins' character is clearly an idiot. <laughs> P.T. Anderson is clearly portraying John Michael Higgins' character to be ignorant, racist, and a complete clown. Yeah. He is not like a protagonist in the story at all. He's a fool. Like, he's clearly portrayed to be a fool. Right. What do fools do? They do Foolish shit. shit. Yeah. They're PT Anderson acknowledging that he's being completely racist to his wife, but it's funny. It made me laugh because of he's he's so racist. Like like he's think- laughing at him. We're laughing at him <laughs> exactly. We're not meant to laugh with him. Right. I truly believe that. That's right. what people's accusation is that PT. They are accusing. They think that PT wants the audience to laugh with him. No. Towards his wife, who does nothing wrong in this movie. Why? Who would laugh with him other than like actual racists? I mean, honestly, the second you brought it up, the first thing I thought of was like, okay, it was isn't this a period piece? And like, honestly, you don't have to travel that far before all these people that are boycotting the movie thought these accents were hilarious. And now, ten years later, nobody thinks they're funny anymore. But either way, man, like it's obvious that it's part of the character it's not pt anderson saying anything about japanese people or saying that accents are funny or whatever like you showed me a picture of the actor you told me the the context of how he was using the accent i put everything together in the span about i don't know three or four seconds to understand what P.T. Anderson's perspective was and what your view of the character should be. How fucking hard is it for people to just take a moment to critically think about something? Or not 
think too critically about <laughs> right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, it's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. It's like this guy's an idiot. There's so many, I've seen online so many people I respect, like other critics who have seen the movie uh, early, who are really angered by the, <laughs> by, by this character in those scenes. And, uh, I just got to say, I feel comfortable since I'm Asian American saying that they're, they got it wrong. This is, this is not offensive. It's not offensive to me. I'll just say that it's not offensive to me. If that's worth anything to you, those of you listening, it, it didn't offend me. I don't, I don't think it was even meant to attack Asians. I don't think it does attack Asians in any way. It, anything, it just points out the, absurdity of people right. who do that he's and if you know the actor john michael higgins he always plays this type of character right he's always the fool right, right. yeah and he's great at it he's yeah. hilarious of course we're meant to laugh laugh at his character anyways i i get worked up about this i'm so angry right now great movie. i can't even do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> come back <laughs> no it's so stupid man i mean it's just like but to be fair, it's let's so wait till you see it. Watch, you're gonna watch it. You'd be like, "Uh, that was super offensive." No, I'm sure I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't think you will. I think you're gonna laugh really hard. It's fucking stupid. Like I just understand why we waste our time on this shit. Not right. the podcast, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, why society wastes their time on this shit? There's actual. Offensive shit. Offensive shit happening in real life. And you can say that you care you can care about both things at the same time, but you can't because you're dominating the conversation with this bullshit. It's because it's fucking easy to get outraged at a fucking movie. Because you don't have to do anything. Right. The only action is that you just sit on your ass and don't go see the movie. I love this. This is Taylor's takes right here. <laughs> we got one. We got one. It's Taylor's takes. I hit it. Uh, there goes all my holiday spirit. <laughs> yeah. I ruined it. So Taylor, yes, it's award season mm -hmm. for all different types of award shows <laughs> and end of year lists. All end of things. year lists, all the things. Uh, this episode, we're going to focus on music. Yeah. Still. You and I should probably talk about sometime soon that we're both musicians. Yeah. And we love making music. We're literally sitting right next to a piano and a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Play us a number, BJ. <laughs> it's that sound. It's that sound all the kids are listening to. Remember when Conan used to say it? It's that sound. <laughs> That we love, we love music. Yes. Um, so I thought it'd be good since uh, the Grammy nominations for the 2022 Grammys were just released. Mm -hmm. We could go through these and maybe comment on like who's nominated and and the music that's nominated because I know and we've we've talked about this before on the show. We're up in there. Asians are up in this thing. Oh yeah, we're just fucking everything up. Oh yeah, we're in it. So I'm just going to run through the categories and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see um, how we feel uh, in general about who is nominated and whether we like the music or we heard of it. I'm going to guess we haven't heard a lot of this stuff, but that's okay. Record of the year. 
Is this, does it mean, that's a song, right? Mm-hmm. Record of the Year's singular song. Yeah, they should really change that name. This can't be right. I Still Have Faith in You by ABBA? Dude, I mean. What? I should preface this by saying I've known some of the, some of the people that submit for the Grammys. There's a lot of old white people in <laughs> these groups, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Is ABBA not dead? No, they're not, man. What? I don't think so. I love ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were dead. I just assumed they were dead. No, man. Anyways, um, ABBA, <laughs> Freedom by John Baptiste. He's going to be in every single category, John Baptiste. I better read up on him then. Yeah, he's young pianist, jazz mm-hmm. pianist, soul artist as well, and, and he makes incredible music. And he's nominated a zillion times for this Grammy, so we'll see his name again. I Get a Kick Out of You by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Dude, what the fuck is this list? <laughs> what is this? This is the worst. <laughs> Doesn't Tony Bennett have Alzheimer's? He does. <laughs> I gotta listen to that duet, man. Abba, Tony Bennett. Anyway, let's plow through this. Uh, Peaches by Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon. This is a big song. Mm. I like this song. Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. I like Brandy Carlisle. Dude, I don't know about this. <laughs> you don't like Brandy Carlisle? She's all right. I like her. She's okay. I haven't heard this song, though, right on time. Uh, Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring SZA. I like SZA. Yeah. Uh, yeah I haven't dove into Doja Cat much, but yeah, um, yeah seems, that seems more like on point as far as record of the year. Yeah, like, what the, <laughs> the Bieber one and then that it's like, one. you got to have like, ABBA. You gotta have Tony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's like at the Academy Awards when Meryl Streep gets nominated for some bullshit movie that she was like barely in, yeah. but they just have to nominate her because she's Meryl Streep and she yeah. barely did anything in that fucking movie. Dude, they're so gonna give it to Tony Bennett. Oh my! Because they oh. want they want Gaga and they want Bennett up there together. They need the moment, yeah, for the ratings. Jesus. Man, that's going to be a shit show. There are so many nominees. Here we go, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. There we go. Yeah. I like Billie. I love Billie, man. She She's so good. Um, Montero by Lil Nas X. Good Wait, song. Wait, how many f- songs are nominated? We've got two more after this. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Is this turning into the, like, the Academy Awards? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what sake. is this? I guess that's how they... Sc- uh, squeezed uh, Tony Bennett and Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> honorary. Honorary nominees. This is the rest of our night going through the records <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, let's plow through. Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, it's a great song. Asian, let's go. So good. Let's go. Leave the Door Open, Silk Sonic. <sighs> Big song, though. Yeah. Relevant song. Okay. Yeah, Taylor doesn't like Silk Sonic. You couldn't tell. Album of the year. There we go. Here we go. Are there 20 of these? I don't know, man. But let's go. Uh, we Are by John Baptiste. Love, Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. <laughs> what the fuck, man? This sucks. <laughs> 
fuck? Watch, no. <laughs> Watch us listen to the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga album and be like, fuck, it's really good. I mean, I love Tony Bennett. Like, he's great. He should not win album of the year, no matter how senile he is. <laughs> Justice by Justin Bieber. Planet Her by Doja Cat. I got to listen to Doja Cat. <laughs> She's everywhere. Who is Doja Cat? I didn't know if it was a her. I never knew. It's it's a, it's a her. I believe. No, uh, Doja Cat, Eve, Ariana Grande, Gunna. Eve? Eve. What the fuck, Rough man? Rider's Anthem. <laughs> Ariana Grande, Gunna, J.I.D., SZA, The Weeknd, and Young Thug. Wait, these are all different artists? One's one album. Oh, one album. One album. I think those are all the features all right. on her album, on Doja Cat's album. Um, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Makes sense. Here we go. Back of My Mind by her. There we go. Another Filipina. Let's go, baby. Montero by Lil Nas X. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. My vote for best album art of the year. Yeah, that's great. Iconic. That's an iconic image. Really good. I mean, on this list, it's probably the best album. I mean, this is a pretty shitty (laughs) shitty list of... But wait, but wait. (laughs) Evermore by Taylor Swift. I'm not... I I think she's okay. I I I think she's like... uh, I don't know. Like, she's good. I mean, I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. It's just, I mean, uh, it's just a boring list, man. It's just a boring list. It's not over. We got 15 (laughs) more nominees. (laughs) No, this is a big one. This is a big one. Eric Nam. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Donda Kanye West. Oh, you know, I did not listen to it. Still? I still have not listened to it. You got to listen to... Um, Life of the Party, yeah, which is not on the album, but it was it was the song featuring Andre Three Thousand mm, that got cut from the album. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, oh my god, dude, Andre's on like a different level. I mean, he's on another planet. He's and he's better than ever. Like it's just it's my favorite it's, MC of all it's time. Not fair. He's better than ever. Like he gets better and better and better. Incredible that that song that song. And for a long time, Kanye was getting better and better and better. Even when people were starting to distance themselves from him. Yeah. He's still, he's always going to be like good at the very least. Yeah. But his past couple albums have been a little off. I'd agree. And like, what I loved about Kanye was that he told everybody how good he was and he delivered. And then people that were turned off, I was just like. You clearly haven't listened (laughs) to his music. You clearly have not listened to it because he is on a different level. He's yeah. yeah. That he deserves I think he deserves to be on that list. Despite that not being his best work. It's the the most arguably the most interesting album on the whole mm. list. Okay, now we're moving on to Song of the Year. It's actually a separate <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what? Anyways. We I, what is that? What is that? It's stupid. It's the same list as the record of the year. Yeah. And same category, seemingly. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Best new artist. Here we go, buddy. Aruj Aftab. Dude, she's fucking dope. Um, Jimmy Allen. Oh, here we go. Baby Keem. 
I like Baby Keem. I haven't heard Baby Keem. Kendrick's Baby Keem. cousin. Oh no, shit! Good album, mm. really good album. Surprised that wasn't the album of the year list. I am actually. not surprised after listening to the album after <laughs> going through the album of the year list. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta Abba. get Tony on there. Abba, Abba. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> okay, Phineas. Uh, Glass Animals. Here we go. Japanese Breakfast. The best. I mean, she should be on Album of the Year. She's so good. How is she not on Album of the Year? It's crazy. I mean, she's so good. They just didn't listen to it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and if you look at all these end of year lists, like, not only does she have, like, one of the number one albums on these end of year lists, she also has one of the number one books on the end of year list. She's phenomenal, man. Like we gotta do like a a whole segment on her coming up. Yeah, she's so good. You should read the book, man. I know. I I have to. I have to do lots of things. I'm so. <laughs> I'm so like. That's the thing. I'm just so bad. I wanted to watch Squid Game. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, you know, <clears throat> top of my list as far as like recreational activities. I want to yeah. watch Squid Game. It's taking me forever. Do you uh, do you listen to books? I can. I do. I can I, gift yes. it to you for free. I'll take it. All right. Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. Shouts to me. No, she's she's great. The Kid Leroy. Uh, pop kid, a pop singer kid. He mm-hmm. had a single with Justin Bieber. It was pretty good. Arlo Parks. Olivia Rodrigo. She's definitely new. She's great. Filipino. Let's go. <laughs> and I'll take Japanese bre- breakfast as an honorary Japanese Honorary person. Japanese. <laughs> She has Japanese in the name, but she is, in fact, Korean. Sweetie, also Asian. Yeah, man. she Filipino? Filipino. I think she's also Chinese, too. Wow. I think her mom is Filipino and Chinese. Best solo, best pop solo performance. Okay? I don't even know what this means. For new vocal or instrumental pop recordings. (laughs) Singles or tracks I only. Hope, I hope these are all instrumental. Is this not best song of the year again? What is this? Because what's pop anymore? Yeah. Anyway, Anyone by Justin Bieber. Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> Positions. Positions by Ariana Grande. Driver's License Olivia Rodrigo. I'm. This is maddening. It's the same fucking seven artists. I mean, do you even want to be nominated with Tony no. Bennett and ABBA and like all these people? I, I mean, I think what this, what all these lists have shown is just the steep decline in relevancy of the Grammys. And like, it's been irrelevant for like the past 10, 15 years, but man. When we're nominating ACDC, Tony Bennett, and ABBA in the year 2021, what the fuck is wrong with these people? It's like, yeah, there's no reason anybody should be excited to win a Grammy because you're nominated against, you're nominated by a bunch of dummies. 
Can I admit something? I guess it's not. I'm not embarrassed to. Admit. You're like I'm a I'm a Grammy voter. I'm a part of the Grammy <laughs> voting committee. I came up with the titles of these categories. Uh, I don't. I haven't cared about any award show for like years. I don't even watch the Academy Awards, and I'm a film critic. Like I don't care because it's just a bunch of people patting each other on the back. They vote for each other. Yeah, you know, it, it's like a bunch of like famous musicians or famous actors voting for other famous musicians and actors. Uh, and I hate the show. I hate watching it. Uh, and it doesn't tell you what good music there is to listen to, really. Yeah. To your point, right? Like, it's there's nothing. There's some relevant stuff in there, right? Like, Billie Eilish is relevant. Right. Doja Cat is relevant, right? Okay. But it's like, what's the point of having this smorgasbord of categories if they're all filled up by the same fucking acts? Yeah. I mean, Why? <clears throat> so, on the, you know, I mean, I don't even know anymore. Because, honestly, it's like, it's not like on packaging anymore that says it's like three-time mm. grammy winner it's not yeah no one cares about nobody that. cares about that <laughs> shit anymore so it's like the headline it's the headline the next day and with the grammys i stopped watching or caring about that shit after i don't know jesus probably 25 years now mm. i've stopped caring about the grammys the thing that the academy awards does that the grammys don't do is that if you watch the Academy Awards, there's a good chance that you'll find something that you should watch. Yeah. 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 If you watch the Grammys, there's a good chance they're going to be recommended to listen to some bullshit. Yeah. Most of it is bullshit. Yeah. And like, there's some good shit in there too. Like not to despair, like Olivia Rodrigo, that album right. fucking great. Right. Japanese breakfast. Her album's great. But man, it's surrounded by just a pile of shit or a pile of irrelevancy. I, don't, I wouldn't consider because I know it's it's just it's not that like I'm sure like that Lady Gaga Tony Bennett album still sell a lot of copies or whatever. Like it's probably you know popular because those are two popular artists, right? I'm sure it does big numbers and people are listening to that album. I'm, yeah, but it's like there should be an initiative to highlight up-and-coming artists that are driving the industry forward, right? Yeah. And not dwell on ABBA. Yeah. And and put Tony Bennett in 50 categories <laughs> like, in 2021. <laughs> to be clear, I, fuck, I, I love, love Tony, Tony Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> But he should not like this. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't be a discussion, you know? Like we shouldn't be talking about Tony Bennett anymore. Yes. Outside of like, or, wasn't it great can. or isn't it sad? You know, <laughs> just like, not in every category. In this, in this, uh, this this award show should be a sign of the times. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it is a sign of the times. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's been some shitty times the past couple of years. So. Oh, God. I can't even look at this. I'll, I'll read this one. Best rock song. All right. Let's do it. All My Favorite Songs by Rivers Cuomo and Weezer. <laughs> Weezer. <laughs> See, it- <laughs> See, that's the problem with this shit, man. It's like... <laughs> 
By the way, we're like OG Weezer fans. <laughs> yeah. Love Weezer. Like 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I think that's the scary part about that is that like there's old fucks nominating Tony Bennett and ACDC and ABBA. And there's the generation just below them that are nominating Weezer. It's like this whole fucking thing is a nostalgia trip. That's like, the thing. That's that's it right there. Is it's like a nostalgia like retro thing. Yeah. Like there are there have been times in the past where a seasoned long tenured artist has come out with an album that is their some of their best shit and is relevant and pushes things forward like like Beyonce Lemonade. She'd been around forever. It's Beyonce. Been around since the 90s literally. But when Lemonade came out, that was new. That was the shit that was saying something, yeah. right? It was relevant. It was boundary pushing. Yeah. So or, that deserved to be on lists. Or Johnny Cash, like Oof. another person Oof. that actually deserved his nominations when they came up because he reinvented his career. Th- that last Johnny Cash album. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me cry every time. Okay, so that's some of the categories. <laughs> Fuck's sake. There were like seven R&B categories that had yeah. like slightly different titles. But lots of Asians in there. There's Maybe more four than ever. over and over again, right? We got Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Okay. Saweetie. Yes. Her. Yes. Japanese Breakfast. Yes. Your favorite. Oh, yeah. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Your favorite. So we got five of them. Yeah. BTS. BTS. How are they not in one of the major categories? They're great, man. They're great. Yeah, they're like the biggest act in the world. Oh, man. So, at the very least, Taylor, we had some Asian representation in most categories. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We got it. We got, I got to admit, that's pretty cool. We had a conversation a few episodes ago about Asian American music. And. While I still don't know what that is, and I don't even know if it matters, if it's a thing or not, regardless of how we feel about the show, good to see Asians on this platform. Definitely, because honestly, a lot of people care about this bullshit. So it's great to see us represented, and I think, we, honestly, we got a decent chance. I really do. One of them's got to win, right? Dude. Olivia Rodrigo is going to come home with something. Her record was huge. Yeah. Or her performance, her pop performance and her pop um, record. And her traditional pop record. (laughs) And her traditional pop song. And her traditional pop record performance. (laughs) Yeah. Featuring a group or duo. (laughs) Recorded on the East Coast. Yeah. Between the months of February (laughs) and September. Critical category that one. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's what everyone dreams of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we close out the show, I want to say Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Taylor and I, surprisingly, are both big fan, big Christmas guys. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, definitely. And I love Christmas, man. What's your favorite thing about Christmas? I really love collective experiences. 
you know, whether it's Christmas or whatever holiday someone celebrates, I just love that as a whole, we're slowing down and celebrating something because mm. we don't do that very often, especially in like today's world. There's not a whole lot of experiences that we share, which is wh- honestly why the Grammys are still a thing because it's like a vestige of the past of like, remember when we all did this together? And the holidays are things that we're always going to do together, you know? And I Tradition. Like yeah. Yeah, I I think I love Christmas because, so I'm not a religious person, but I was raised within religion and Catholicism. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future. But uh, one thing that I can, I'm totally on the same page with uh, in regards to, with regards to religion is the emphasis on gratitude. Oh yeah. And for being sure. thankful for what you have and who you have and making a point to give thanks and show love and gratitude for everyone and everything you have. I am totally on board with that, uh, idea. And I think Christmas is a beautiful embodiment of that, that, um, philosophy. So while it's a religious holiday traditionally, um, I can't, I'm not, I can't knock it. I totally agree with the sentiment behind Christmas, the Christmas of today, of, of modern, uh, modern times. I, I love the traditions, the food, the smells, the, um, decorations, the way it makes everyone feel, the kids getting presents. Um, uh, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. to. I know a lot of uh, our loved ones and friends listen to this, so uh, we love you guys. Again, I'm always going to say it because <laughs> you got your, our listenership at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Mom, I'll remember to bring the brisket <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to my brother, are we still on for Thursday? I need to know. I need to book reservations. Let me know about Thursday. <laughs> no, but to to er, er, all my uh, loved ones who give me like feedback on the show and t- you know uh, who tell me that they enjoy listening, I, it, it truly it you, you don't know how much that means to me that you guys got your way to do that. Uh, you don't have to do that. Thank you, thank you so much. Happy holidays. Uh, and anything else you want to add? Nope. <laughs> I was ready to roll. I was ready to roll with it. You left. <laughs> I'm Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And we are your Asian best friends. Happy holidays. <laughs>